I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. You know, you got a chip on your shoulder, bro. I actually love it when people have chips on their shoulders. It's been a pretty tough week for us, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to end the week right. And we are the show for multi-passionates and people with a lot of curiosity and interests here to make your day and life a little better. You know, I'm the town sheriff, right? Which means 100% of my job is being a therapist. That percentage seems high. It's not. If anything, it's low. Let's rock it. Welcome to the Real Brian Show. I am the Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. He he meant to say a thousand percent. That's oh yeah. Well, I'm always a big fan <laughs> of going above a hundred percent because the math just works. I I go above a hundred percent often because I'm a bit of a drama queen. Oh and yeah, me so too. I like Wait. to exaggerate habitually. You're a drama queen. So you. Well, yeah, it's a, it's drama a king. speech, right? <laughs> drama king. <laughs> I mean, Nobody knows what a drama king is. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm a drama queen. Leave it, all right? All right. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Um, I, yeah, there's something about, though, going above. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I think sometimes it's nice to just kind of do the bare minimums, you know, 15 pieces of flare level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like I always I always say, like, if I'm emphasizing something else, I'll say, you know, uh, 125% that, true. That's a hurricane with a capital H. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll emphasize something with like saying that's something with a capital, whatever it starts with. Yeah, I do that a lot. Hurricane know? Lan hit the uh, oh, I'm sorry. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of an inside for the game night. Uh, we were talking about a LAN party, and we were doing this on Overwatch because Overwatch is uh, done, actually, as yeah, of, it's gone. I think, tomorrow or something like that. But we played our last Overwatch 1 game this week, which really sucked. But last week we were playing it, and, and you know, our, our friend Macho Nacho kept talking about how, hey, we're going to have a LAN party. Come join us. And he was inviting one of the opponents to one of our LAN parties. <laughs> And he's like, well, you know, just make sure. And the guy's like, well, thanks for the offer, but I'll pass. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy thinks he's serious. Like (laughs) our friend Macho doesn't say anything serious. So and it looked like Ian parties. And so they're like, what's an Ian party? We're going to invite, you know, is is Ian? Does he have a cool house or something? Because Lan and Ian look exactly the same on on the chat. Okay, sure. So Hurricane Lan party kind of wiped. Oh, man, some some bad stuff this week. Got tons of friends in Florida, actually. And, and along the coast and stuff. So hopefully, hopefully every, I haven't heard anything from anyone. So I'm a little concerned, but hopefully we'll yes. hear something from people later. Especially Mike. We're, uh, we're looking for an update from uh, the Mike yeah. uh, as to he's in Orlando and we'll see how he uh, fared. Yeah. Well, we had Vincent on the show. Uh, it's been a couple of months ago. He was in the Southwest part of Florida. And then another friend of mine is in the Northeast part. So it's just like, okay, guys, scary stuff, man. Apparently the largest hurricane to hit the southwest coast in over 50 years wow yeah, that's crazy. a big one you guys will see all the updates on your own we may have some more thoughts next week on it just right. to see if there's anything we can do to help or whatever but i'll tell you what on a positive note i finally had my first pumpkin spice latte of the season this week Ugh. <laughs> 
You know, I actually, I like saying PSL now because pumpkin uh, spice latte just sounds a little bit too not. P- you have to acronymize. Yeah, PSL. Is that? Acronymize. You have to, you have to turn into an acronym. I like acron- acronymize. Yeah. Acronymize. 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 Acronymate. No, that doesn't sound right. Uh, Acronymation. Acronymation. Yes. PSL of the week, though. I couldn't go. I couldn't do it until it was officially fall. And I'll tell you what. Okay, so I like pumpkin in general. And, and you know, sometimes Sarah's going to make pumpkin spice muffins or pumpkin spice cake oh, with cream man. cheese frosting and chocolate chips. And I mean, it's just it's so Ship good them to me, dude. It's so good. So I love anything with pumpkin and pumpkin spice in it. And yes, that includes coffee drinks. But I got to tell you, you know, some of the ones lately at some of the other shops have just been pumpkin and that's it. And oh. so you'll drink it and you'll be like, oh, that's good. Where's all the spices? Where's the, the cinnamon and the clove really? and the nutmeg and you know, all that. So that is one thing, even though Starbucks is syrups are pretty much fake artificial. I don't, well, they might have natural flavors and I'm doing that in air quotes. Quote but, unquote, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure how natural they are, but it's still a syrup. It's not a real thing. They still taste more spice like than some of the other ones. So get a pumpkin sauce. Well, you know, I talked about this last year our pumpkin spice mocha that we make at home actually has real canned pumpkin in it. Yeah. And then we actually put in real spices and then we melt some of, you know, our, our glorious chocolate shop here, nuance chocolate. Oh, we, yes. We get one of their bars. You got to check chocolate. in with those guys again. Yeah. You know what we did recently? Um, but we'll have to do more later, but yeah, right. Their white chocolate actually has cacao in it. Most white chocolate is just candy. So, when you use their white chocolate as the the mocha part, it, that's and that's it for sweetening. By the way, you don't use that much. You just use enough to just kind of round out the flavor. Oh my gosh! I Dude. mean, it's and of course you know me. I, I roast my own coffee, so it's just like yeah. I guess oh. you know. I, I uh, my first reaction when I hear pumpkin spice, sorry, PSL, yeah, is is already, but it is October, like in Tomorrow. a day or two. So yeah, yeah. so. Uh, it's not too early for that. No. And that's why I was waiting until fall was official on the calendar. And you know, I'm glad I did honestly, cause it was, it was kind of fun. It was a, it was a rainy cloudy day and it was just like, this is perfect. This was great. But yeah. I'll tell you what, dude, Christmas decorations are already up in the stores and have been for a couple of weeks now dude, in September. That's, that's crazy. That's insane. People like too far now. Yeah, we've we've officially we've lost, lost our minds. Yeah. We've lost it. That's just no. <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> It'll be within 3 years we'll be talking about it in July. Well, the big joke has always been Christmas in July they'll actually make it a reality. It's just insane, dude. <laughs> well, okay, on another positive note though is I have been playing the piano a lot and also I've had such a great opportunity to play in front of people again recently, which has been great. It's been good to get, you know, the music flowing having not played for so long, it, it's hard to kind of get back into the flow. I mean, it, it's kind of like riding a bike. You don't forget, but you know, you can't do your, your, your flips and back flips and everything on your bike. Like you used to, Yes. you know, you, you doing some, you got to get back into it. You got to get into the, the groove again and stuff like that. You know what I can't do anymore and will never do again. Like I used to, when I was a kid ride my bike without touching the handlebars. Oh, I yeah. see. Because uh, especially what happened to me last month, I see people on my rides in the morning on, on Saturday and Sunday. I see people going by me with like sitting up straight with his arms crossed and just kind of riding yeah. along. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude. <laughs> oh, and one of the guys didn't have a helmet on. I'm like, dude. Oh, dude is right you, on the helmet. The second you hit a ginkgo pod, you're gone, buddy. 
Yeah. There's not a thing you can do about it. 100% on that. Anyone who does not wear a helmet while biking, it doesn't make you cool. It will make You're you You're asking dead. for it. Yeah, you yeah. really are. Trust me. The, the helmet is, well, and in your situation too, and also in Lord Thunder's situation, our helmets oh, saved yeah. our lives. Literally yeah, saved our lives. All three of us. Yeah. And I didn't, of course, when I was a kid, I was like, no, nah, we didn't wear helmets. Of course, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, you know, you, oh, you didn't dude. wear seatbelts. You know, you didn't. I'm kidding. We wore seatbelts, but it just was I different just got back lucky. Then. Oh, dude, when I was when I was a little kid, like but in the late 70s, yeah, I got thrown through did, windshields. Yeah, I could have. They yeah. did. I, they, my parents didn't keep me at a seatbelt. Even I was I was like dancing around on the console yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a, just what you did back then. It's, it's a completely different world. You're safety the wise. dashboard baby. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe the, it, it, I was in the, I was dancing around on the part, part between the seats. No, I know. But I mean, could you imagine being the dashboard baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Oh I mean, I just, gosh. and so I know we you're did right. Crazy when, we, things. when we were kids, we, no one wore helmets when we were biking. No. I, I mean, we, and we biked like crazy. And and for some reason I never fell and hit my head when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, well, we were it, lucky. We were Although, I got to tell you, I think people are a little too, um, what would be the word weak <laughs> these days? Wait now. Yeah. We, we overprotect ourselves too much that we're creating yeah. weakness and it's, it's not good. Wearing a helmet is just called wisdom. Yes. But you know, and wearing a seatbelt is called wisdom, but at the same time, yes. you know, we, people do things that are way too far. Also, <laughs> there, there's a balance between wisdom and just like, okay, you're, you're not going to get into Johnny Lawrence's dojo. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of people who do dumb things all the time. Holy cow. Johnny Lawrence takes the gold medal and that's, it's hilarious. <laughs> if, you, awesome. if you guys, if you're watching Cobra Kai, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't uh, watch Cobra Kai, we're having fun with it. Yeah. Cobra Kai is great. We just watched, I think, let's see, episode six or seven. No, we, we just finished episode seven. We still have three more to okay. go. So 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 good man oh my gosh so good dude back to the piano i was going to tell you really quick though is that i've had people actually coming up to me and saying man you really get into the piano you're you know you're you're going crazy and i'm thinking like i feel pretty stiff and rigid up here so the good news is is i'm getting a lot of encouragement for people coming up and and talking about how much that you know they're that my piano is meant to them and having you know having that contribution and all that and sharing the music again is actually making a difference and it's meaningful. It's really neat. So it means I'm doing the right thing and that's exciting. And it's been really encouraging. You know, it's making it fun again, which is awesome. Good. The next step of course, is to start recording as soon as possible. So huge. Thank you again, by the way, to those who of you who have already helped with the keyboard fund, by the way, thank you for that. That's huge. Mm-hmm. For those of you who have not yet, please consider it. It's the, uh, the buy me a coffee fund. It's, it's by the way, everything's linked. It's uh, if you really want to know, it's buymeacoffee.com slash I am the real Brian. That's easy to remember, but it's in the show notes, in the link, in the website, everywhere no you go. Spaces. So, yep, correct. So just yeah. go there and uh, check it out. I mean, you can do $5 or I love it. I, I didn't realize this is how it worked, but you can buy a coffee at a time, which is $5. So you can buy like a hundred coffees. <laughs> it's just really funny <laughs> how that works out. Okay. Here's another thing. We've been with AT&T for years on our wireless plans. Part of it's just because we don't have a contract and so we just kind of pay monthly and that's it. You know, the, the service around here has just gotten really, really bad. I mean, you know, you, you really? go most places in town and it's like you're down to one bar. The Isn't that weird? LTE doesn't work. We're not on 5G. We don't have 5G phones yet. 
So the okay. LTE doesn't work. It can't load anything. Can't even pull up any apps. You know, you're talking and it's like, I'm like, this is getting ridiculous, you know? Huh? And then of course, as we were doing, you know, some traveling and stuff recently driving around, even then the service was fair in multiple states and multiple cities and stuff like that. So we've been a little disappointed with them for a while. And everybody always talks about like, you know, oh, Verizon's the best. It's the, but it's also in, in past, it's traditionally been the most expensive. Mostly. Everyone I know that's been on Verizon and everything I've ever heard is said Verizon's always had usually the best coverage and the best service for the most part. Probably not true in every case, but right. That's what I've heard. Okay. So, you know, Lord Thunder's like, dude, he's been trying to get us on Mint Mobile now for three years. You know, Ryan Reynolds is an owner of it. And oh, okay. we tried it out three years ago and the data, the, the data speeds were so pathetically slow that it was like, this is unusable. Oh, okay. So it was like, okay, well, we'll try again later. And so here we are three years later. I try again and I'm like, <laughs> when I, when I did a data test, a speed test, I'm getting under a megabyte per second. So it's like 0.3. You can't do anything for that. You know, I mean, you should be getting 20 to 60, you know, on average at, at minimum. Okay. And so it's like, this is, this is really, really bad still. So I was like, gosh, dang it. I really, but his, you know, where he's at, it's fantastic, you know, because Mint Mobile uses the T-Mobile network. So they must have a great infrastructure where, where Lord Thunder lives, right. but it's not so good here. So I was just like, all right. And then there's visible which is, by the way, Mint Mobile and Visible are what they call the prepaid companies. They don't have stores. They don't you know, have that many employees. And so they have low overhead. And so you prepay, but they use like T-Mobile and then Visible uses the Verizon network. So I did a ton of research. Right. I mean, tons. And what I was able to finally find is that, and this makes sense, right? So T-Mobile is going to put priority on their T-Mobile customers and then they're going to give like a second tier to Mint Mobile and same with Verizon right. and Visible. That makes sense. Uh, you know, Mint Mobile is just so much cheaper that it kind of was like really enticing because it's like, man, we could save so much money, but we can't get any data. So that's probably not a good idea. So, <laughs> hmm. So then so we looked do you at get un- do you get unlimited data with Mint, but it's just a really, really low bandwidth. Is that well? This is the other thing I'm learning, by the way, is that everyone technically does, and I'm doing air quotes again, unlimited data. But what happens is, is that you pay for so many gigs per month, whatever the service is, you know, whatever that company offers. And uh-huh. after you've used those gigs, then they have the the right to throttle you down to slow speeds. Ah, okay. So if you have like, let's say you have a 50 gig per month plan. Well, usually unlimited data up to 50 gigs of premium data. So basically ah. fast 5G speeds for 50 gigs. And after 50 gigs, you could go down as low as 2G. Aren't so, they, aren't they clever, huh? Like, like oh, uh, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't tell you that in the, in the Verizon store when you have them set up your new iPhone. They don't, they don't, I mean, why would they? Oh no, it's in the uh, fine print, but it's, it yeah. fascinates me how the propensity that people have for getting on, getting over on each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a, it's just what it's, it's just, what are you talking about? It's what we, it's what, that's how it works. That's how it's done. What's you interesting know, to me too, is that when we were driving around, you know, and experiencing AT&T, you know, up, down, no service, etc. I looked at the AT&T map and uh-huh. I followed the exact route that we drove and the maps showed that we had service in those areas, but we absolutely had no service on both of our phones and on the map, it shows 5g service and it shows LTE service. And I'm like, this is a total lie. There's no service through here. (laughs) 
And I'm marketing. like, yeah, well, and then so I'm like, well, you can't trust any of the maps then. So it's yeah. been a very fascinating. I actually, I went into a Best Buy too, and I don't know if these guys get paid or not. They probably do. They probably get like a, you know, if you sell some Verizon, you're going to get a little bit of perks, you know, or something. But I was even okay. just asking him, like, I mean, literally I talked to a lot of different people and did a lot of research uh-huh. and even he was like, all right, so the networks here where we live, you know, T-Mobile's pretty bad. He goes, uh, Verizon's probably your top AT&T is number two. And then it kind of just drops from there. Okay. And, you know, he did say that unfortunately like the mint and the visibles are, are definitely second tier and they're not that good here, sadly. Um, yeah. but then he was talking about, he's like, yeah, there's just so much fine print. There's all these little things that they just don't tell you. And, you know, so just so you know here, and he was giving me a little bit of insight and a little background into it, which was good too. Cause that it was, was just, nice. and Lord thunder of course has worked in this industry as well. And so even he's given me some background on how bad most of these companies are and how bad right. the culture is too. Even it's, it's a really a no win situation, unfortunately, which, uh, you know, everybody's using these companies and yeah. I, I hope that some of us have better experiences than others, but my encouragement is read the fine print, know what you're getting into, you know, compare and contrast. And by the way, when they say, Hey, we're going to give you a thousand dollars towards your new iPhone for your old phone. That means that they own you for three years, by the way, <laughs> just so you know, like if, and if you're okay with that and that's the only way that you can get a new phone, then cool, go for it. But yeah, just FYI, you know, they, Oh, we've got no contracts anymore. Oh, yes, you do. So <laughs> it's I've, so I've on, sneaky. We've been on Verizon for several years and believe me, we pay for it. Yeah. It's expensive, but I have no complaints. I, I don't have any complaints. Uh, it's just that you're paying for it. You want to know what's interesting about it though? Month. Is that what? the new family plans are $45 per line per month, which is a That's, lot cheaper than I thought it was. For Verizon? Well, yeah, because everyone else I know was paying like 80, 90 bucks a month. Sign up for that and see what your bill is and let and get back to me. There's, well, there's fees and fees and fees. They well, don't the tell fees, you about. Yeah. No, no, it's 45 plus fees and taxes. And that's what I want to right. know what they are because with, yeah. with AT&T, it's the thing is, is that that's kind of the going rate. It's you can pay less. You can get down into the $30 a month range, but you have so many limitations and throttling and everything. Uh, and honestly, if I could go yeah. to Mint Mobile, in my opinion, it's the best company if you can get T-Mobile coverage in your area. If someone out there is is looking to save money on their phone and they phone service and they don't stream on their phone ever, they don't use it for streaming things or playing lots of stuff or whatever, and you just need it for phone calls, it it would make a lot of sense to switch to something like that. Maybe you know, I would strongly recommend looking into Mint Mobile or Visible. If your area has good coverage, I would totally recommend it yeah. because again, if we had it hands down, mint would be the way to go. And I know Lord Thunder swears by it and says he'd never change good times. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right. Well, I think it's time for an origin. And I mentioned in the beginning that you had a chip on your shoulder. I don't know if you remember Dude. that. And I was talking to you because you, you've got an attitude, man. So no, what are you talking to me? I'm talk- are you talking to <laughs> me? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Are you telling me I have a chip on my shoulder, Brian? Honestly, really? No, I'm just, I'm just not teasing. really, though. Uh, not really. You don't. You're actually one of the few people that I know that definitely does not. But give us the origin, dude, because yeah, I want to know where that came from. Yeah, didn't we? We mentioned it in the last week's show and said that's our next week's origin. So yeah, and it's like an actual potato chip on someone's shoulder or a wood chip or what the heck. I got my origin from uh, two two sources from grammarist.org, which I've used before, and phrases.org.uk, which I use inordinately 
a lot. I don't know why. So a chip on your shoulder is a metaphor, which means that you are habitually negative, combative, or have a hostile attitude. Mm. Definitely not me. No. Usually because of a deep resentment or a long held grievance. There are several possible explanations of how a quote chip on your shoulder unquote originated, not least because the word chip has several meanings. Okay. We aren't concerned here about the food stuff that the English call chips and the Americans call fries. Sure. Nor the food stuff that the Americans call chips and the English call crisps. Mm Mm-hmm. The meaning that we are concerned with here is an earlier one, namely a a small piece of wood as might be chopped or chipped from a larger block. Okay. So it is a wood chip. Yeah. That's what I kind of always figured too. The phrase a chip on one's shoulder is reported as originating with the 19th century U.S. practice, and I did not know this at all, of spoiling for a fight by carrying a chip of wood on one's shoulder, daring others to knock it off. So seriously, in the United States, in in the 1800s, if you like were going out in public and you wanted to pick a fight with somebody, you stuck a piece of wood on your shoulder. (laughs) Didn't know. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Apparently that was a thing. Wow. So this suggested derivation has more than the whiff of folk etymology about it. Anyone who might be inclined to doubt that origin might be interested in an alternative theory. This relates to working practices in the British Royal dockyards in the 18th century. So 1700s. Okay. In Day and Lund's The History of Work and Labor Relations in the Royal Dockyards from 1999, the authors report that the standing orders of the Royal Navy Board of August 1739 included this ruling, quote, shipwrights to be allowed to bring chips on their shoulders near the dock gates, there to be inspected by officers, unquote. Okay. The permission to remove surplus timber for firewood or building material was a substantial perk of the job for the dock workers. A subsequent standing order in May of 1753 ruled that only chips that could be carried under one's arm were allowed to be removed. This limited the amount of timber that could be taken and the shipwrights were not best pleased about revoking of their previous benefit. Three years later, for this and other reasons, they went on strike. Hallendorf Knight et al. in British Naval Documents 1204 to 1960 record a letter which was sent by Chatham Dockyard officers to the Navy Board relating to the 1756 Dockyard Workers' Strike at Chatham. The letter records a comment made by a shipwright who was stopped at the yard's gates. Quote, are not the chips mine? I will not lower them, unquote. It goes on to report that immediately the main body pushed on with their chips on their shoulders, unquote. Okay. So that's a nice story and does connect an incident concerning chips and shoulders with a belligerent attitude. But we need to be a little wary of swallowing that derivation whole. Mm -hmm. The problem with it is that the phrase isn't known to be recorded in print in England until uh, with its figurative meaning anywhere near the 18th century. The first such recorded, the first such record, excuse me, by an English author does not seem to be until the 1930s, in fact. Okay. So a gap of nearly 200 years between the use of of a phrase and the incident that supposedly spawned it in the same country is hard to explain. There's no evidence at all to suggest a chip on one's shoulder existed as a figurative phrase until the 19th century. Hmm. So the confrontational challenge to knock a chip of wood off someone's shoulder does, after all, appear to be the correct derivation. Okay. Circumstantial evidence is all we have to go on here, but that clearly points to a 19th century U.S. coinage. So Interesting. there you go. You know, that, so, that explanation makes significantly more sense than that second one. The second one is kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, the second one does have merit because it does, it was a thing that was sure. uh, known back then and it did have to do with wood 
people getting mad about not being able to take their wood home. I don't know. Mm. So, <laughs> but I, I just, the thing I, the thing I got out of this origin was just that I had no idea that people would actually, I wonder how commonly people did that back in the, you know, in the 19th century in the United yeah. States and whether it was an East coast thing or a, or a frontier thing or whether it was, whether it was just a part of the zeitgeist back then. I don't know. Hey, we need to bring so, that back. You know, somebody's like, what are you doing with that chip on your shoulder? Going to pick a fight. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's bring it back. I should go to a rival school's like basketball game or football game and just put a, <laughs> ch- a wood chip on my shoulder and just stand in and front see, of them mm-hmm. and see if they don't and see if they notice. That yeah. would be interesting. And if not, man, um, we're getting into like a giant like bleacher brawl. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Speaking of, oh yeah, dude, we both saw Andor season or episode oh, three. Yes, we man. haven't seen episode four yet. No, nope. uh, but episode three was great. I mean, that show it's like a star Wars show for definitely not for kids. No, it's not, it's not like adult content. It's just adult subject matter. Like, um, and not, and I don't mean mature. It's just a kid would be lost watching Andor. I think, or at least a lot of kids would, I think it's intelligently written. And so, yeah, you're, you're going to lose some translation. The younger you are, I'm really loving that series. It's, it's quite good. Me I mean, too. And we're only three episodes in. So, well, one thing I'm, I'm pretty blown away by, and I didn't talk about this last week, but the acting, especially yeah. in episode three is fantastic. And star it Wars is, is not known for its excellent no, acting ever. Not lately, especially. So, and well, especially. Yeah. And, and so the acting and all the people that have been part of this, I'm just looking at this and going, dang, this is real. Like I'm blown away at the acting and I don't usually say that very often. And the music, the soundtrack in episode three was incredible. I mean, like, give me chills even. So I'm like, I'm watching this episode and going like, this is one of the best Star Wars episodes or Star Wars content that I've seen in years. That's how good it was. Yeah. 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 Well, I wouldn't, I don't know about ever, but it's, it's up there. It's up there. What's your favorite Star Wars moment? Oh gosh. See, that's a great question. I'm putting you on the spot, but could you have one? Because I have one. Not off the top of my head, but go ahead and share yours. Mine is what, when I think of star Wars, the first thing I think of is the battle of Hoth. When those walkers are on, when, mm. when they, when they're looking through the binoculars and oh, you first yeah. see the Imperial, the Adats, the Imperial walkers, yeah, that scene. And then the whole battle after that is, is, is the pinnacle of my star Wars experience. Yeah. That and is it an always amazing will be. scene. I think my top two would be when they introduce Jar Jar and then also when Ray, <laughs> When Ray goes from like a complete weakling to just ultimate overpowered instantly. Like that's probably my two favorite Star Wars moments. You can't be serious, can you, Brian? (laughs) No, I mean, I really actually need to think about that because I've got, I I think unfortunately, like saying this seriously, I do have some really amazing Star Wars moments that, and and you're right. That Walker scene was one of my favorites. Like I used to go back and rewind that and watch that over and over because it just was so, I could imagine being a rebel at the base and looking through the binoculars and seeing those, those walkers coming and just flipping out like, Oh my gosh, oh, that's just so losing scary. Your, like, like peeing your pants. I yeah. mean, it's like, Oh my God. And you can feel them like from yeah. two miles away or whatever. It's <laughs> it true. So cool. Yeah. There, there have been some neat moments though. I mean, really there, yeah. there have been, I mean, even, even in some of the animated, I think I'd have to go back and think about that because there were some moments in rebels that I was just like, wow. And even hmm. in some of the games we've played, there have been some incredible moments. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But I got to tell you that the, the end of Andor episode three was one of those moments for me, just how yeah. that came together. It was just so well done. So I can't wait to watch episode four. I know it's out. I just haven't watched it yet, Yeah, but me neither. I'm, I'm so hopeful now because of what I've seen so far. 
which is awesome. Good. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I mentioned Resident Alien came back for season 2.5, the continuation of season two. Interestingly enough, the first part of season two, I just didn't like it as much as season one. Season one was just awesome. The first part of season two, it was okay. Like there were good moments and there were some other like, wow, this is really bad. You kind of killing the show thing. But episodes nine and 10, that's as far as I've seen so far of the, the return of season two. Oh my gosh. So good. They have done such a great job of bringing the humor back. Like Alan Tudyk is killing it. He is so freaking funny <laughs> and his facial expressions like episode nine was just giant comedy and really interesting. And episode 10 was a mixture of incredible comedy and also incredible pain and sorrow. Like they did a really, really good job of working in a full emotional gamut in episode 10. So very pleased so far at the return of season two. And that's as far as I've gotten though, but so good. And then I wanted to, to mention here that Chris recommended that you and I watch if, if you've not already seen it, it's a Netflix documentary called train wreck Woodstock 99. It's on my list. Okay. I intend to watch it. Yeah. I've watched episode one, but I'm going to reserve my thoughts until we've had a chance to watch all three episodes and then we can talk okay. about it. But first of all, do you remember Woodstock 99? Yes, I do. I, and Were I remember it was a train wreck. No, I was not there. No, okay. uh, I, I didn't, I did not go to that, but, um, but I, I, and I didn't know anybody who did actually. I remember kind of thinking of it as, as a bit of a joke at the time. Like I did too. Like, Oh, they were trying to recreate Woodstock. Good luck with that type yeah. of thing. And, and I do re- vaguely remember that it, that it went awry and that it did not go well and media kind of jumped all over that, but yeah. then it kind of went away and everyone forgot about it. So yeah, exactly. And that's, that's kind of what I, ex- almost exactly what I remember about it. It's just, I didn't know anyone that went, but I remember going that glad didn't go. And that would, <laughs> that was a bad, you know, Interestingly <laughs> enough, um, this documents it pretty nicely and it kind of goes into some pretty de- pretty intense detail about the what actually happened and they have oh, good. footage and film footage and everything too. So one thing that Chris yeah. was bringing up, he was talking about the influence and the power that music has over our emotions. And oh, yeah. he's like, I really want you guys when you're when you're watching this, think about that kind of thing too. Just because how much we've talked about music too. Some people have a gifting right with music, but if I wanted to, and I don't like to do this, but if I wanted to, I could manipulate someone's emotions based on how I play the piano. Sure. And it's kind of a scary thing to say that. And so that's why I tried, like I, I never want to go into that with into music with that intention ever. What I want to do is I want to create music that is beautiful and ideally brings beautiful emotion to the listener, but I never want to manipulate someone's emotion but I do know that that's how music works. And it's fascinating to me that, you know, a lot of the bands at Woodstock 99 were hardcore rock bands that were angry. You know, they, they were billed as angry bands. I don't know how angry okay. they actually were, but the music was angry, you know? And so anyway, it'll be interesting to talk about when we get, when we go into that. So anyone else that wants to watch Trainwreck Woodstock 99 on Netflix with us, um, you know, go for it. A sensitivity warning. I think there's some content that could, uh, you know, be sensitive for some viewers. So just FYI, it's not for your kids. <laughs> yeah. I did finally pick up that cyberpunk 2077 uh, anime on Netflix. Okay. Cause I saw it just came out, but I was wondering if it was worth watching. Cause I loved the so game. I, I started, I started watching it uh, the other night and I have kind of been binging it a little bit. It's, it's, it's really good. If you played the game, if you played the game, you're going to love that show. Okay. But it's, but it's definitely not for everybody. It's, it's very violent. It's, okay. it's anime, but it's not like Dragon Ball Z anime. It's the kind of anime I like. And so it's very violent, definitely R rated, um, okay. in all, in all respects, but it's, it's really, really good. Okay, so cool. 
Well, that yeah. game was fantastic. And, um, Oh, good. And that, I just loved everything about that game. They did such a good job with it. It makes me want to play again. I know. I've already played it all the way through twice. So, Oh, wow. Now I've only, you know what though? I didn't finish everything. There were some things in there that, you know, it's like if you were to go through and just do the story and the side quests only and not worry about all the gigs and stuff like that, that you can do. The gigs are just extra jobs that just go on forever. Right. Yeah. But they, I don't, I don't ever do those. They detract. Like I really feel like just the story and the side stories are where it's at. Oh, and there's so much content just in those. You don't oh, have to phenomenal. do a single gig if you don't want to. Yeah. No, I, I got kind of derailed with the gigs and that kind of, <laughs> kind of blew you. well, it just, it got boring and I was like, oh, okay, I need to get back to the stories cause that's where it was. But anyway, yep. that's a good game. Yep. Well, cool. Well, no, I mean, good, good recommendation there. And you know, we were talking music, so I'll share a few music songs here cause uh, I haven't done that in a couple of weeks or didn't, we might've done one last week. I don't remember. No, we didn't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I want a huge shout out to the mad scientist. Thank you. He sent this one over to me and he's like, dude, have you heard of these guys? And the band is called sleep token. Huh? Never no, heard, heard of them before. Them. He sent me the song, the love you want. And he was especially the first of all, the guy's voice is interesting. It's a bit of an acquired taste. And once you get into it, you kind of go, <laughs> Oh, actually that's kind of a fascinating voice. But at first I was like, this is different. But um, he was pointing out the piano and the drum parts. And so I was paying attention to that. And oh my gosh, they are incredible. Like, I mean, oh, really cool. incredible piano and drum parts. Very talented, very fun to listen to. So I am going to, as a challenge, of course, learn the piano part by ear. <laughs> because yeah. why not? Yeah. So that'll be fun. All right. So I'll put that in the, the TRBS 2022 Spotify mix. And of course, I'm going to list these off too if you want to go check them out. But feel free to, to follow that mix on Spotify. We've got a bunch of mixes in the show notes as well, including the Captain Influence playlist. Follow all of those. But uh, three more really quickly. Star Set is back. I'm a huge fan of Star Set. Teamed up with Breaking Benjamin and Judge and Jury. And this song's called Waiting on the Sky to Change. Great song. Remedy Drive. I'm a huge fan of this band. They're they're kind of a, a alternative-ish, rockish band or whatever you want to call them. New song called Under the Starlight. It's beautiful. It's really well done. And uh, Lindsey Sterling and the Fat Rat teamed up to do a song called Warbringer. And man, that one's good. That's talent. You just have to say Lindsey Sterling and I get a good mood. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. When I see someone with a chip on their shoulder, I get really hungry. But when I see that their chip turns out to be a Lay's sour cream and onion... I just asked for the rest of the bag. Well, you know what the music means, and it means it's time to go eat a bag of chips because, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry right now. I want some chips too. Um, I didn't I didn't budget for them. Ah, oh, dang it. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for joining sucks. us. Of course, realbryanshow.com. Make sure to go to the YouTube channel if you've not already, youtube.com slash therealbrian. We've got all kinds of fun stuff there. Have a glorious week, though. Thank you so much for joining us. Real Brian Show, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.